Friday. We're coming into you live from the Blazy Electric Studio up here in Dow Diamond, ready to give you a fantastic football Friday. My name is Ben Bosher. You're listening to the payoff on the all new 100.9 The Mitch. Thanks for joining us all week long here on the station. We're super excited for the brand new launch of 100.9 The Mitt. You guys can text in at 898-9888, excuse me, 989-837-6125. Again, to make that clear, that's 989-837-6125. Just me in the studio today, along with Ben Clevenger producing no Brad Tunney. He's off doing Brad Tunney things, probably getting a pedicure or something. John Vicari, he's in Frankenmuth getting ready for a big high school football game today. So you're stuck with me. Lots to talk about today. But first, let's take care of some business first. Let's give a huge shout out to Shannon from Auburn, who's going to the Detroit Lions game, courtesy of our friends from Garber Chevrolet Midland. Again, we gave away a pair of Detroit Lions tickets yesterday on the show. We're going to be giving away something every single Thursday, so make sure you guys tune in next Thursday, along with every other day next week if you want to have some fun. But we are giving something away every single Thursday. You guys can follow the show at 109themit on Twitter, on Facebook, Sports Radio. 100.9. And it should also be noted, the Dodgers, the Loons affiliate, they start their playoff push tomorrow, Saturday, 920 o'clock. I was going to tell you how many uh, Loons were on the roster, but they still haven't put out their, their active playoff roster. So that's that. We got a lot to get to today. Practice report came out just two hours ago for the Detroit Lions. I guess we'll start there. But before we do that, let's just address one thing. This whole Urban Meyer thing is just getting out of control. We talked about it on Wednesday. We're not going to dive into it too much right now because we talked about it for a long time on Wednesday. So if you want to check that out, head to 100.9themit.com. You guys can go re-listen to the show. But I'll just say this. Where there's smoke, there's fire. It really does seem like he was in East Lansing. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Last thing I'll say about that one, I had a nightmare last night about it. He horrifies me. All right, back to the Lions. Amonra St. Brown listed as doubtful for this game against the Carolina Panthers. And if this was against any other team in the NFL, I'd probably be panicking a little bit. Last year, Amonra St. Brown was unhealthy in two games. Those two games, he played less than 35%. That's what I qualify as playing, but unhealthy. And in those games, the Lions put up a whopping six points against dim boys and a good old donut against the Patriots. So it's rightfully so that you could be a little bit terrified of what happens when you take number one receiver, number one weapon, Amonra St. Brown away from Jared Goff. Yeah, this offense might not look as good tomorrow against the Panthers, but that's the key word. The Panthers. They have been by far the worst team in the NFL through four weeks. They're struggling. They are desperate for a win. And Bryce Young's out there running for his entire life. Like I said, if it was against any other team, I'd be panicking that Amonra was not on the field. And even if it was last year, I'd probably be panicking if it was Amonra not on the field. But here's the catch. This year, Sam Laporta's around who has been by far 
Jared Goff's second favorite target through the first four weeks. Now it's safe to assume Sam Laporta is probably going to be Jared Goff's best friend tomorrow uh, on Sunday against these Panthers who, by the way, we need to get a little bit of revenge on these Panthers. They in a way kept us out of the playoffs last year. You guys all remember that when they, when we went down to Carolina and those unsafe field conditions and they ran it down our throats. 320 yards the Lions gave up on the ground. You win that game, you've got a shot at the playoffs. In fact, I mean, in hindsight, 2020, you got to look at the rest of the schedule anyway. But you, you make the playoffs if you win that game. And they overlooked those Carolina Panthers, who granted that team looks a lot different right now than they did a year ago. But they did overlook that team. And guess what happened? Detroit got smacked in the mouth. I kind of want some revenge. I don't know about you guys, but I want to punch this team in the mouth. Let's go kick some ass. The Detroit Lions are a good football team. The Panthers are not. The spread's all up to 10 and a half. It opened at eight and a half. People are hammering the Lions, and for good reason. If you think that this Detroit Lions team is a team capable of winning a playoff game, capable of winning two playoff games for that matter, I certainly think this team's capable of it. They play their own style of football. They can beat anybody in the NFL. We've seen that already. The Lions went to Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes. Oh, but they didn't have Kelsey. Who cares? Lions went to Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes. The Lions are capable of beating anybody on any given night on any floor or field or we can play on a basketball court for all that matters. But at the end of the day, this is a good football team. The Panthers are not. The Panthers have been the worst team in the NFL so far. So if you truly do believe this Lions team is capable of kicking some butt, then there's no reason they shouldn't go win by 20. Because you know what good NFL teams do to bad NFL teams? They kick their ass. It's as simple as that. And this Panthers team has gotten their ass kicked in the first four weeks of the season. Bryce Young, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, the Panthers shouldn't have traded up and tried to get Bryce Young. But if the Lions do what I think they're going to do to the Panthers on Sunday, I bet you there's going to be a lot of Carolina fans starting to ask that question themselves. Because, you know, you don't want to judge a quarterback four weeks in. Bryce Young is by far the quarterback of the three rookies that are playing that has been set up the least to succeed out in Carolina. But you take care of business, make him uncomfortable. Hutch gets to him a few times. Well, all of a sudden, maybe these Panthers fans are scratching their head thinking, did we make the right decision? And if that is the case on Monday morning, well, then the Detroit Lions did their jobs. There's no reason that the Lions can't Go into Ford Field on Sunday and basically do what exa- exactly what Carolina did to the Lions last year. Run it down their throats. Let's go flex our muscles a little bit. This has been a franchise that has suffered. We've all been down in the dumps. We've all felt like the Carolina fans do right now. Before yesterday, these Bears fans were the most down bad people on the planet. The Lions fans have felt that before. 
And I don't think the Lions fans ever want to feel like that again. This year's different. Now, I don't think the Lions should go out there and, you know, oh, we're up by 10. Let's play conservative and just run the clock out. To hell with that. To hell with that. Let's go show the rest of the NFL that this is a team ready to fight with the big dogs. Let's go show the rest of the NFL that the Detroit Lions are ready to kick anybody's ass. I get it. It's Carolina. What does that really prove? Well, the spread's 10 and a half. If they win by 20, they did their jobs. And I honestly think they're going to. Like I said, Noah Monroe St. Brown, typically an enormous problem. But I'm pretty sure you could send five Marvin Jones juniors out there to play wide receiver next week or on Sunday, and the Lions might still be fine. Panthers are without their number one corner. They're probably without their top safety. Marvin Jones is basically dead. He's a zombie out there. He doesn't do anything. And we could probably send five of those guys out there and still beat the Panthers. There's simply no reason they shouldn't. Join the conversation, 989-837-6125. I want to hear from you. Are you concerned whether or not Amonra St. Brown being potentially out, he's listed as doubtful, no player this year has played when listed as doubtful. 0% playing rate when you're listed as that. Amon Ross St. Brown, if there's anybody that would defy those odds and actually get on the field, it would be him. He's been very open. He wants to play. Whether or not the trainers let him is a different story. Does that concern you if he's not playing? 989-837-6125. We'll get to some text next. You're listening to the payoff on 100.9 The Mint. Touchdown, MSU. All day, it's Michigan. That roar that was coming through. We go show who the real Lions are. That, that was the roar of every Lions fan. The Detroit Lions should kick the crap out of the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. There's no reason they can't. Amon Ross St. Brown's not playing. Don't care. I really don't. Fine, it's an equalizer. The, the Carolina Panthers are missing their top corner in J.C. Horn. They're also probably missing their best safety. Xavier Woods. The Lions also going to be without rookie Brian Branch. That should also be noted. And again, if this was against any other team in the NFL, I'd be concerned. But I'm not because it's the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young has looked awful so far. Let's make him uncomfortable. Let's keep making him look uncomfortable. And let's make these Panthers fans scratch their head at this pick a little bit. If we did that, the Lions did their jobs. Let's check in on some text really quick. Ryan from Midland. Not at all am I worried about not having a Monroe St. Brown. They'll handle their business with the other guys, and a run game will come alive. Now, which one of those running backs comes alive is a different question, and we'll hit that in a little bit. But I want to keep this conversation going. Ryan, thanks for texting in. You guys can all text in 989-837-6125. Or if you want to call and leave us a message, we'll play it on the air. We're nice people. You guys can all be involved. That's kind of the whole point of all of this. There's one thing that could potentially set the Lions back a little bit, though. Just one thing. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not worried about not having a Monroe St. Brown or Brian Branch. Those things don't concern me. But what does concern me is the way that this team has been starting second halves. It's really the only thing you can ding this team for so far through the first four weeks of the year. Now, what has... 
basically happened is the Lions get off to these leads like they did against the Packers, like they did against the Atlanta Falcons. And then they just try to run the ball out, try to keep the clock running. Why? I get the idea of it, but it has significantly slowed down the momentum and the efficiency of this offense. In the first half, the Lions have scored 61 points and have given up 27. They're outscoring their opponents by 34. In the second half, opponents are outscoring the Lions by 11. Why? A, because they come out of the halves awful. Four weeks. Week one, three and out. That was the first drive out of halftime. Week two, one play, fumble. David Montgomery. Week three, three and out. Week four, (gasps) another three and out. They have to keep their foots on the gas pedal. That's why I'm saying the Lions should go down there and pummel the Panthers. There's no reason that this shouldn't be a 20-point game. You have to show the ability to play for four straight quarters, and that's kind of the only thing the Lions have been missing. Been playing really good at times. They look like one of the best teams in the NFL throughout the game. But there's been a half a quarter or a quarter or a whole half where they don't look like the same team. You guys all saw what happened at Green Bay. The Lions went into halftime with a 27-3 lead. That game felt over. And then somehow, someway, eight seconds into the fourth quarter, it's a 10-point game. And all of us are having PTSD from countless number of games that the Packers have come back. Now, granted, they responded, they scored again, but it just gets back to the point. Like, like, why do you change the way the offense is operating just because you have a lead? I get the theoretics behind it, or the theoretically, whatever you want to say, behind it. You want to rush, you want to keep the clock moving. However, if what's working in the first half is working so well, why get away from that? I added up all of the passing attempts and running attempts. In the first half, they're passing the ball 78 times. That's how many times Jared Goff has thrown it in the first half of games. In the second half, 53. They just stopped doing it. That's the one thing that can hold them back against this Carolina team. Keep your foot on the pedal the entire game. Please, for the love of God, if they come out of halftime and go three and out, I'm going to be upset. And I think that's rightfully so. That's the one thing you can ding this team on. Now, like I said, against this Carolina team, it might be some form of a get-right game where you just flex your muscles. You Hulk Hogan it. You rip your shirt in half and say, look at these guns, baby. You don't stand a chance. The Panthers have this rookie guard. He's given up 28 pressures in the NFL, most in the NFL through four games. He has a 7.2 run blocking grade. No, no, no. You heard that right. 7.2. Murder that guy. Line Hutchinson up over him for all I care. Every play. Like, I'm not not even kidding. Just send two guys at him. This Chandler Zarvala. Zavala. There's no reason Bryce Young shouldn't be sacked like four times. And he wants no part of throwing the ball downfield. None of it. So stack the box. It doesn't matter to me that Brian Branch isn't playing because the way that this defensive line has played, it's been outstanding. They've gone after the quarterback. 97 pressures. 
They don't let you run the ball down them. Number one in the entire league in rushing yards per game for their opponent. So just get after Bryce Young. Don't let them run the ball, and the rest should take care of themselves. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about the running game here. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. There's a lot of push right now for Jameer Gibbs to get a little bit more playing time in this Ben Johnson offense. I know a lot of the fantasy owners are a little upset that he's not getting as many touches as once promised by the Detroit Lions staff. But why fix what's not broken? David Montgomery's been phenomenal through the first, he's only played three games. He's only played three games, yet he leads the league in tackles, or broken tackles, I should say. 87 yards per game, that's top 10. Five rushing touchdowns, third. He's only played three games. I understand when you take a running back at 12th overall, you want to utilize him as much as you possibly can, or else it feels like a waste of a draft pick. It was heavily criticized at the time, and the only way to really justify it is to just nonstop play Jameer Gibbs and get him the ball. But why fix what's not broken? You don't call Plummer to come fix your toilet if it's working perfectly fine. Keep Mario out of this. They're playing fantastic football. David Montgomery's been one of the best running backs in the league. So we don't need to sit here and complain that Jameer Gibbs isn't getting enough. If he's on your fantasy team, I'm sorry. But Ben Johnson's not concerned with your fantasy teams right now, guys. They're winning football games. And that's all that really matters. David Montgomery signed a three-year contract. Jameer Gibbs is going to be here for four years. They have plenty of time to figure this out and make things click. You don't have to get him involved. You, don't, you shouldn't feel forced to get him involved right now. We're through four weeks of the NFL season. He's played four games in his entire career. Austin Eckler on his little podcast or whatever you want to call it, even broke it down a little bit and said, yeah, as a vet, I watched David Montgomery go, and he's one of the best running backs at the league at just visualizing, hitting his little jump cuts, and in these inside and outside zones, just boom, hitting holes. And then he said, I watched Jameer Gibbs do it. He's got this uber athleticism, this twitchiness that one the, the 0.01% of athletes have. But he's a rookie. He's a rookie. And sometimes it takes a little bit. We have him for four years. The Detroit Lions don't need to force him to have the ball if they're winning football games and their offense has been fantastic. Speaking of Austin Eckler, that's a pretty good comparison to Gibbs. He was kind of one of the guys that Gibbs was compared to coming out of the draft. One of these guys that can play in the backfield, catch 10 passes a game if need be, has all this kind of shifty stuff on the outside, touchdown machine. Austin Eckler was not very good in his rookie year, guys. He went for 260 on the ground, 280 through the air. So he went for about 550 yards, a little bit less. Gibbs already has 179 rushing yards. He's on pace to blow Eckler out of the water in terms of rookie stats. Now, the touchdowns aren't there. Eckler had five by the time his rookie season was all said and done. Gibbs hasn't found the end zone yet. But what's the rush to get him in there if David Montgomery's going to be a freaking beast at the goal line? 
That's what he is. He is a beast. Might not get the 18 Jamal got. He's already missed one game, but he's already got five. We don't need to force Jameer Gibbs to have the ball. That will come eventually. Hell, we might see it more so on Sunday with Amon Ross St. Brown potentially not playing. But Austin Eckler just led the league in touchdowns for the last two seasons. RB1 in fantasy football. So if you drafted Gibbs in your little redraft league, sorry. If you drafted him in your dynasty league, well, you may not have the production so far, but it's been four weeks. Don't give up on this guy. Eckler wasn't that guy in his rookie season, and then he just led the league in touchdowns for the last two. There's simply no reason Jameer Gibbs can't have a similar type of path when talking about these guys' careers. And let's just face it. You want to pound the ball with your, your running backs as much as possible early on in their careers because running backs' careers don't last very long. But David Montgomery seems to be doing just fine right now. So why not let him kind of finish his days out in Detroit or at least his good days over the next three years and then, you know, save some of these hits on Jameer Gibbs this season and then maybe next season Jameer Gibbs is truly RB1 or it's a true split. The less he's getting hit right now, the longer his career is going to go a little bit. So just let it play out. I, I, I hate being the guy who's like, let's just be patient. Let's just wait and see how it goes. I was out on uh, Jameson Williams at one point. I was like, forget this. I'm tired of waiting. But this is different. Want to know why? Because David Montgomery is playing such good football right now. Why fix what ain't broke? Lions offense is humming. Top 10 rushing attack. Third ranked offense overall. Top 10 in yards. Top 10 in points. So why go away from what's already working? You don't call a plumber if your toilet is flushing perfectly fine. Do you want to see more Jameer Gibbs? Or am I making a point? Or am I nuts? Tell me. 989 837 6125. We're having fun. It's a Friday. We've got a ton of football to get to. We'll keep going with the Lions. But I want to know what you guys think. Again, 989 837 6125. We'll get to college in a little bit. We're not in a rush. And eventually we'll throw it out to John. We'll talk about this little Freeland at Frankenmuth game. Two powerhouses of high school football teams. Next, 100.9, the mitt. And if you know Joe, you know he's passionate. Buttocks. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. Welcome back to the payoff. We're having fun on this Friday evening, 6 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. On the payoff, your all-new sports talk, hyper-local show on 100.9 The Mint. We've had a ton of fun here the first week of the brand-new station. So much fun that John went out to Frankenmuth. They're taking on the Freeland Falcons, 6-0. We'll get you to that game in a little bit right here on 100.9 The Mint. But before that, let's keep this conversation going about the Detroit Lions. Do you need to see Jameer Gibbs have a little bit of spark? A little bit of a pop-off game this Saturday, or this Sunday, excuse me. 
versus the Carolina Panthers. This might be the game to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm not in a rush to see this guy ball out. I think it's eventually going to happen. But David Montgomery's playing good enough to where I don't want to sit here and complain. Now, if you have him in fantasy, I get it, I get it, I get it. But the Lions don't care about fantasy. Ben Johnson doesn't care about fantasy. They care about winning football games, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Let's check in on the texts. I would love to see Gibbs and Montgomery in the formation at the same time. Pull out the old wishbone. Keep defenses guessing. That would be awesome. If I was Ben Johnson, <laughs> that's what I would do every play. If I'm running Madden, that's what I'm doing. Get them both in the backfield. And if there's one game to get like experimental, it's this game. Let's just face it. You don't want to get experimental against division. Like the Bears are bad. I'm not all convinced the Bears are good now after yesterday's performance. DJ Moore turned into freaking Megatron. But you don't get you don't get antsy. You don't get you know you don't you don't get ahead of yourself versus division games. You always have to take those seriously. If there's going to be one game where you can kind of start testing things out, it'd be against this Carolina team, this Frank Wright led Carolina team. They can't stop anybody on the ground at all. Give up 127 rushing yards per game. Hell, let's get that average up. Let's have Montgomery go for 100 and Gibbs go for 100 for all I care. Run the ball every time. We might be able to get a, get a lead and, and never give it up. That's why I'm not concerned about Amon St. Brown playing, not playing. Jared Goff might not have to throw the ball. We might be able to run it every single play. And Carolina might not have an answer. The only guy you got to worry about is Brian Burns. Just throw Panay Sewell at him. If he's lined up on the other side, Taylor Decker will take care of business. Throw Sam Laporta pulling at him. I don't care. Sam Laporta is going to have a big game, though. If the Lions decide to throw the ball. According to Ryan, they're running wishbone every single play. And I'm not really opposed to that. That would be fun. It's what everyone wanted. It's what everybody wanted. But Ben Johnson seems to be doing his own thing. Not really giving a you-know-what what everyone else thinks. And it's working. It's why we love Ben Johnson so much. Because whatever he schemes up typically works. Even if it's not what we want. We want to see David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs on the field all the time. I want to see it. But whatever Ben Johnson's doing is working. I'm not going to tell that guy how to do his job. I'll tell a lot of people how to do their job. He's not one of them. 989-837-6125. Join the conversation. Talking Detroit Lions. Are you worried at all that Amonra St. Brown is listed as doubtful? Not one doubtful player has played so far this season in the NFL. There's one guy who's going to do it. It's probably Amonra St. Brown. He's very adamant. He wants to play. But he's dealing with an abdomen thing. Whether or not the trainers let him, it's a different story. I, for one, say, let's sit him. They're going to win this game regardless. Get this guy healthy. We might need him against Tampa. Who looks pretty good. Baker Mayfield. Is he back? How can you be back if you never left? Ooh, Clevenger likes that back in the studio. Okay, lots of college football this weekend. Lots of NFL this weekend. Again, with the Lions, don't fix what's not broken. They're humming. Let them do their thing. But this weekend in college football, oh, baby. I'll tell you what I'll be watching. There's a ton of games. I'm pulling out the two TV setup because there's too many games to just have one TV. Or if you're old school, you got the cable box out. You can be flipping through these channels. I'll tell you exactly what you need to be watching at all times. Starting tomorrow at noon, you got the Red River Rivalry. Oklahoma 
number 12 in the country, heading to Texas. Is Texas back? That's the question we've all been asking ourselves, and all signs point to yes right now. Their first test was in Tuscaloosa against Nick Saban's Alabama team. They went there and won by 10 points. Their most recent test last week against Kansas, the most experienced team in all of football, ranks 24th in the country, mollywopped them. They smacked them. 40-26, to 26, Texas number three team in the country right now. However, Oklahoma yet untested, still undefeated, outscoring their opponents by 183, the most improved defense on the country. When both these teams are ranked, Oklahoma has won six of the last seven meetings. Don't care. Taking Texas. That's at noon. That's the second best football game of the weekend. What else will I be watching at noon? What else should you be watching at noon? Maryland at Ohio State. Maryland 5-0 for the first time in 22 years. Have never beat the Buckeyes. They go to the horseshoe. 20-point underdogs. I'm really just rooting for Kyle McCord's downfall on this game. I just want to see... Uh, Ohio State fail in every way, shape, or form. And also, I'm pretty sure Big Noon Kickoff is there. I saw a video of Urban Meyer promoting it for tomorrow. Guess what color he's wearing? Green and white. All right, moving on. Two o'clock. That's a weird time to start a college football game. It's because it's the Central Michigan Chippewas in Buffalo. Central Michigan's a touchdown favorite on the road. Listen, Central's playing really good football right now. Really good football. Jace Bauer, they seem to find their guy or have found their guy at quarterback. Seven total touchdowns over the last two games. The question, can they consistently take shots down the field? Do they have big plays in them? Can they find explosive plays? And can this defense step up? We're going to find out on the road at Buffalo tomorrow. You know I'll be watching. I'm a Chippewa. Chippewa for life. Another good game. Three o'clock, Washington State. Number 13, heading to UCLA. Maybe I overspoke. Not really a great game, but why should you care about this? Good old guy named Dante Moore. Five-star quarterback, fifth overall ranked player in the entire 2023 draft class. Why does he matter? Well, he's first of all, he's coming to the Big Ten. Second of all, he's from Detroit. If you haven't got your eyes on this guy, Watch him 3 o'clock tomorrow against number 13, Washington State. This guy's got it. He's a true freshman. He's got it. Promise. Another 3.30 game, Alabama, number 11, at Texas A&M. Listen, everybody's writing off Nick Saban. I highly recommend never doing that, ever. It just seems stupid. They're number 11. It's as far back as the first time outside of the top 10 in God knows how many years. But they're going to be favored every game the rest of the way. And if they take care of business, guess who's going to be waiting for them in the SEC championship? The number one ranked team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. They win that game. Guess who's back in the playoffs? Nick Saban. Seven o'clock night games. Number 20, Kentucky at number one, Georgia. I, I felt obligated to put this one down. I'm not even entertaining the upset. It's not happening. Georgia doesn't lose at home. Taking Georgia. Uh, 730. The Michigan Wolverines at Minnesota. The only thing the Gophers do well is run the ball. 193 yards per game on the ground. We're not doing that against Michigan. It's the number one scoring defense in the country. The only thing uh, those paddles that P.J. Fleck rose the boat with are going to be used for is Jim Harbaugh absolutely spanking P.J. Fleck 
on the behind with him. That guy's so weird. I hope they embarrassed him at home. That guy makes his team stand up when he walks into the room. That's a real thing. That guy, that guy is something else. I hope they just murder Minnesota at home. Okay, 10.30. Last college game I got for you. Not really a good game. Arizona at number nine, USC. You guys know why we're watching this game. It's because of Caleb Williams. Now, USC's defense is god-awful. They might give up 50 points, and it just doesn't matter because they average like 107. Realistically, they do average like 57. It's ridiculous how good Caleb Williams is, and I just enjoy watching him. After a long day of football, you know, what else is on? Oh, only the best player in the entire goddamn country. Caleb Williams. Then, boom, what are we going to do on Sunday after watching football for 12 straight hours on Saturday? We're going to get up at 9.30 and do it again. In London, Jacksonville taking on the Bills. Jacksonville trying to avoid going two and three. They start two and three. You start to look around in that division and be like, what is going on? This is something Jacksonville is supposed to walk easily to the playoffs. Now you're looking at CJ Stroud. Now you're looking at whatever the Titans are doing. You start to get a little worried. It's like, hey, man, why is uh, Trevor Lawrence not the guy we thought he was? And this Bills team... This Bills team is rolling right now. They're headed to London. Jacksonville's already been there a week. Is that any sort of advantage? We're about to find out. One o'clock. You guys know what we're watching. It's the Carolina Panthers in Detroit. Getting their butts kicked by Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's always been the guy to say, you know, you guys know the whole kneecap spiel. We're going to keep getting up. We're going to bite your kneecap on the way up, and we're going to be the last guy standing. Well, what happens when Carolina's the first team to fall down? You keep kicking them until the clocks show zeros at the end of the game. No remorse on Sunday. No remorse. Foot on the gas for four quarters. That's the key. I want to see four good quarters of football. Four o'clock. What's the good game? Well, hopefully after the Lions get a win against the Panthers, we're relaxed. We're at ease watching the Eagles lose on the road to the Rams. Matt Stafford got a root for our guy this week. We're at the point of the season where it's pretty clear if the Lions are 4-1, it's going to be the first time they're 4-1 since 1991. What's significant about that year? It's the sole playoff win in the Super Bowl era, to be clear. Let's get back to that. Let's relax at 4 o'clock, not be stressing, and root for our guy Matt Stafford to beat this Eagles team, meaning the Lions might share that number one seed if this next team loses. Oh, boy. Game of the week. Best football game there is this weekend. The Dallas Cowboys, prime time, on the road against those 49ers. It's time to see what Brock Purdy's actually made of. He doesn't lose these games. He has all these weapons. What happens when Micah Parsons is literally trying to decapitate him the entire game? We're going to find out. It's time to find out what Brock Purdy's made of. I don't think he can skate by versus this nasty, oh, just so nasty Cowboys defense. That's the game of the week. I'm excited for it. Got to cheer on a Lions win. What a weekend of football, ladies and gentlemen. We're enjoying this football Friday at 100.9. The Mitt, we're almost ready to send it to John down in Frankenmuth. But first, you got to get to a couple more texts after this. 100.9. The Mitt, you're listening to The Payoff. The doctors at Midland Eye Care want you to know a comprehensive eye exam is the... The Payoff.
continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. What a great week it's been. The launch of 100.9, The Mitt, and the launch of the payoff. Thank you guys so much. We're so grateful for everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been texting in. Shout out once again to Sharon or Shannon from Auburn. It's going to the Detroit Lions game, courtesy of Garber Chevrolet Midland. You got to tune in every single Thursday. Chance to win some big prizes. Shannon, she's the first winner. Won't be the last winner, though. Again, thank you guys so much for interacting with the show. We've got big plans. Stuck with us through one week. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here every single weekday, 6 to 7 o'clock, here to give you everything you need to know about your sports. Hyper-local from high school to college to the pros. Hopefully on Monday we're talking about the Detroit Lions kicking some butt against the Carolina Panthers. That's the only acceptable outcome for me. I will not be happy with a three-point victory. I get it. It's the NFL. A win's a win. Nah. Go flex your muscles. Hulk Hogan, rip your t-shirt in half and beat the crap out of your opponent. Body slam. Body slam. That's the only way that I'm happy uh, during the Monday show. All righty. Good old John Vicari in Frankenmuth. The 5-1 and one Frankenmuth team taking on the Freeland Falcons 6-0. and oh. The winner of this game gets a share of the Tri-Valley Conference Central Title. Listen, both these offenses are averaging over 40 points. They're juggernauts. Both these defenses are holding their opponents under 14 points a game. Someone's got to give. Something's got to give because those things all can't be true after today. Freeland hasn't won this matchup since 2018. Is today the day? We're going to send it to John in just a moment. But once again, we just want to thank everyone who's been interacting with the show. 989 837-6125. You guys can call in, leave a message. We'll play it on the air. You guys can tell us you love us. You can tell us you hate us. I think we actually did play someone's message who told us we sucked. That was pretty good. But either way, we're just just happy to be here giving you the most hyper-local sports talk show there is. Thank you guys so much for joining us through the first week. Cheer on those Lions. Cheer on those Wolverines if you choose to, or root against them. Doesn't matter to me. And then those Michigan State Spartans. They're off this week. Thank God. I hate watching them because they're terrible at football. I like watching good football. Michigan State, God, they are they're a mess. Uh, but that all could be put to bed. This whole Urban Myers thing is true. I think we're going to find out more about that soon. Sooner than later, to say the least. All right, Ben Clevenger. Let's send it down to Frankenmuth. John! You're with them the rest of the way. You don't work for it, you can't get it. This copyrighted broadcast is presented by authority of the Michigan High School Athletic